Hey, Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast, just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. Tonight on The Director's Cut, we are talking our top five favorite movies made by Full Moon Productions, plus a indie movie review of a South by Southwest feature, We Are As Gods. So check us out. The episode starts right now. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. This is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema Director's Cut. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And we are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas. And yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blunts, be it bongs, be it joints, smoke it if you've got it. What's going on, Robert? Hey, due to this coronavirus, uh, not much. I know, right? Just a bunch of sheltering ourselves in, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing now. I'm sheltering in place. Uh, How about you, Robert? Uh, You know, I don't don't go anywhere else. I barely even go to the store, you know what I mean? Yeah, same here. I'm trying to limit my travel at the moment as well. Yeah, I think I just wake up and I just start working out and then, you know, get something to eat wait till nightfall yeah that might be the healthiest thing to do right about now nowadays yeah i mean yeah not too much is happening right now (laughs) (laughs) needless to say needless to say well enough of the obligatory coronavirus stuff i'm sure nobody really wants to hear Hear about that about any of this shit at least on this podcast no I mean, you should definitely listen to the CDC but and whatnot. I'm out of a job because of it, so yeah, okay. Oh, God damn it. This fucking country. Anyway, let's get to the topic at hand. The full we're, moon. Yeah, we're talking about our top five favorite full moon production movies. Now, Robert, what is your history with this particular brand? Um, Just growing up with it, you know, on the VHS copies, mostly with puppet masters you know puppet master was really really interesting yeah. i have all nine of the original movies on yeah. a dvd and i really had a lot of fun going through all of them like and retro puppet master that's the one with uh, greg sestero Greg i was just gonna mention that too yeah yeah, yeah that's totally awesome like and once again that's our obligatory room reference yeah Haha, <laughs> that's we, right, ladies and gentlemen. We snuck it in there. We had to. <laughs> yeah, even on the director's cut, we got to show our love to Tommy Wiseau and company, of course. But I say let's go ahead and just get right to it. I'm going to go ahead and let you lead out right here, Robert. Go ahead and tell us your number five favorite Full Moon movie. Like we just mentioned, um, my top number five, uh, yeah, we just said it earlier. Puppet Masters. Puppet Master. Now, what are your thoughts on this franchise, ultimately? Um, I think it's great for 
what it is, you know what I mean? Still motion. I mean, not too much animatronic. I mean, thank God to be for that. I mean, I like animatronic with Terminator, really. Those dope. Well, it's animatronic to a point. Yeah. When you really think about it. I mean, hmm. like, puppets. I mean, the, the puppets are Puppet, definitely yeah. a pretty intricate special effects piece. Like, th- there's how many puppets in, oh, in the, man. the cast? Like what? I like, forgot. There's like a handful, at least like five of them. I'm, five or six of them. There's this one witch one that just like shits out leeches out of her mouth on, in your mouth. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the on, that's that's like the only female puppet. Yeah, and then there's the drill head dude, the driller killer head dude. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and then there's the face of the franchise. Oh, what's yeah. his name? With the hook. The hook and the God, I forgot their names, man. Really, I know it's it, it's been a while since I've actually sat down and watched these movies. The Toulon puppets, you know? yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I do have the nine movie uh, box set, yeah. But I mean, once I got into the franchise, once I the first one I really watched, I picked it up from like part six. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's safe to say that a lot of people probably first saw one of the original. Um, the original movies, the sequels. Yeah, like one and two. I didn't see those till later. I think I saw one of them on WB35 and it had Corey Feldman in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he played one of Toulon's like, sons or grandson, right? Like, yeah. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, y'all. Corey Feldman. All right, I'm going to go ahead and talk about my number five, and that would be The Dead Hate the Living. This is interesting because it's not so much a zombie movie as it is kind of a demon possession zombie movie, kind of. I mean, it, it has a kind of a fever dream quality uh, plot to it. Mm. Like, it's really, really hard to describe. I mean, it, and also it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but I mean, I remember it being a lot of fun, and it it, it was definitely one of my favorites. Did you when I first watched it? Did you show this one to me? I think I did. The Dead yeah. the Living. Yeah, yeah it, it it actually has something to do with necromancy, if oh, I God. remember correctly. Mm. Yeah, somebody who's able to bring the dead back from the to the, li- the world of the living. You Jesus, know, yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's about the same quality as you would expect from most all Full Moon releases as far as the special effects and the cinematography and the direction, but it's it's a fun movie, and I highly recommend it, it at least what I can remember of it. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of these movies kind of... What do you, what would you say, Robert? Kind of kind of blend tr- together a little bit. Yeah, it kind of trills off from one to the other. It's like, which one are we actually watching now? It's all Ye- yeah. it's all one universe, really. You know. Yeah, it, it all pretty much exists within a single universe. Kind of like kind of like kind of like a Trollverse. It's like okay. Yeah, except I would say that the Trollverse is probably a little more fleshed out. Yeah, a I little mean, more. Yeah, you you know what's no. happening. Yeah, but yeah, Dead Hate the Living is an interesting movie. Definitely check it out. Now, Robert, what's your number four full moon release? Uh, my number four pick is Evil Bong. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember those trilogies? Yeah, I have the first movie, and it is just plain silliness. I mean, the the Bong is an outrageous character. It was like, hilarious. Yeah, it has Tommy Chong in it, because of <laughs> course it's going to have Dude, Tommy Chong. Like- why wouldn't it? It's like you smoke it and then you get sick and then your soul like goes into the bong. 
Yeah, it's an interesting kind of supernatural angle to bong smoking. Remember, but, remember those roommates just moving in? Yeah, yeah. Smoking out the but bong, I, I can't really take it seriously as like a horror movie per se. Just more of a stoner comedy. Yeah, to that's me. funny. I do. I think there's like four of those. Are, are there really four of those? Three or four. You only need to watch one. Just the original. I mean. Seriously, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, a lot of these movies, save for maybe Puppet Master or certain other franchises like maybe Trancers, you don't really want to get that far into the sequels here, to be honest. They kind of trail off. A little bit. But still fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. And 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 your pick is a lot of fun to watch as well, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, you go back to the original; it's always a good time, right? Yeah, and, and, and like I said, it totally functions as an appropriate stoner movie. It's it's a lot of fun in that respect. Just don't expect anything out of it as far as a horror movie is concerned. Yeah. Like I mean, j- just don't don't even go into it like that. It's just fun to watch, really. Just have a good time. So yeah, I mean, it's almost like a 420 episode. I would almost yeah. say that Dead and Rotting is more of an adequate horror movie than Evil Bong. Like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, honestly. See, um, Full Moon made a bunch of, like, science, science fiction stuff. And uh, yeah, they also have a... Alien stuff, dude. They, they have a kids movie line. They also yeah. have an erotic line. They have their Grindhouse line. I, I have quite a few of those, actually. I want to see more of their science fiction stuff, like with Dollman, you know? And that's... We should check out the Trancers movies. Definitely. Yeah. All right, and my number four is really one of the sillier movies in my list. I, I really like it because it has a charm to it that, in spite of itself, it, it just ingratiates itself into my psyche a little bit. It's a lot of fun. It's Attack of the Killer Bimbos. It's pretty much a road-slash-buddy movie with three women. There's a Peaches, uh, the blonde girl, I forget her name. Just, and, and there's a waitress. I mean, we just watched this last night, but yeah. the most notable m- member of this group is Peaches. Oh, yeah. She's fucking amazing, honestly. Oh, beautiful woman. And, and, she, and she knows her way around a car as well. She like, knows how to how to start an engine. It's like Thelma and Louise. Yeah, it, it's like a Thelma and Louise, but with an extra woman. With another musketeer woman. Yeah, with another. It's like a three musketeer at, approach to it. And I don't really remember them committing suicide at the end. Spoiler alert on Thelma and Louise, but... Yeah. This one, just like I said, it has so much charm. It's so funny. The characters are so likable, especially the three main characters. The the blonde girl especially is adorable. Like, she is is such a sweet character. Like, I'm I'm just like, man, I hope nothing bad happens to her. Oh, she's great. They're all great. She's great. And, and and this is one of the movies on my list that really isn't a horror movie. Oh, I didn't think about it. The version of Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah, it is kind of like Charles Angels. I didn't think Charlie's of that. Angels a little bit. I didn't think of that, dude. Yeah. And, and there's that one uh, storyline where there's like a hitman following them. Like he framed them for killing their yeah. uh, their boss at the go go dancing club. Exactly. And it. it it actually turns into a fun little, like I said, road slash them, buddy movie. Put them in a frame, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it totally ends with them at the beach. And it's just so perfect. 
So I it's I highly recommend this movie. It's it's a lot of fun. I really like it. Now, Robert, what is your number three favorite full moon production? Oh, uh, we just got done watching that the other night, actually, in fact, right? Um my number three is Bleed. I don't know if you guys have seen that already. Bleed is kind of a straight-up slasher movie, but with a different angle to it, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the first time I saw this film, it was probably my second low-budget film I've ever seen. And it's not a bad movie. I mean, I think that the acting has a little left to be desired. I mean, that's the same with a lot of these movies, but mm -hmm. I would almost say that the acting in Killer Bimbos is a little better than this one that's kind of how i feel i don't know what what do you think yeah the 80s and killer bimbos is superb i love that stuff too I yeah mean. i mean the acting really sold that movie yeah i mean you, it's great i mean it has the perfect balance of actually you know good performances from the main characters it versus the cheesiness from everybody the else way, yeah the way it was shot it could have been an 80s hollywood film for all we know and one of those women were yeah, but why are we still talking about my pick? Let's talk about your oh, pick. Oh, I love that pick. <laughs> oh, Bleed. Bleed. Yeah. What, what's the premise of this movie? Huh. Like, it has to do with, like, a murder gang of some type, right? Yeah, like a murder club, like a murder mystery thing. Yeah, Only but of course, they, all is not how it seems. Yeah, they trick, they trick her into thinking that. Well, let's not totally spoil the okay, movie. We, Jesus we Christ, we dude. We won't spoil it. You got to watch it, Bleed. You could probably find it in the dollar section maybe if you want to. Yeah, at like Dollar General or whatever. Or order right. it. Or order it if, online, oldies.com or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You'll That's where you it. can find a lot of decent full moon productions. Yeah. Scoop like, them up while they're there. Oh, definitely. While they're cheap. While they're cheap. Certainly. But what's your favorite part of that movie, Robert? Like, um, how, how do you feel about the slasher killer? It ain't bad. You know what I mean? It's almost like... Hellfest killer, you know what I mean? A little bit. I didn't really see all of Hellfest. We'll watch I mean, that. We'll get more into that too. Yeah, I, I get the premise of it, at least from the trailer. Yeah. You know, and, and I can see where Bleed kind of has that feel, although it's not the same premise altogether. Nah, yeah, it's just that's the, the same. Way, yeah, it's the same feel. Just to the it. way the killer's dressed up, you know what I mean? Yeah, with that baby doll mask and everything. There you go. But it's not the same baby doll mask as like Happy Death Day, though. No, that one's like a smiley face and a big old dim. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I it's almost like about. a cupy, a cupy doll. There's two of those of. Happy Death Days, and just keeps repeating itself like Groundhog Day. With, yeah, you know? I, I'm not looking f forward to a third one of those. Jesus honestly. Christ, man! I got into the first one. I was like, "What the hell's gonna happen?" I still haven't seen the first one. I need to uh -huh. see it. Well, my number three is actually your number five, I believe. Puppet Master. We already really talked about this a little bit earlier. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and just leave it at that. It's it's a fun movie, a we, fun set of movies. We, chose, totally watch we it. chose the same thing. You know what? I really don't have too much Full Moon movies. You only have like eight or nine movies, right? I Full Moon movies, I have about... Maybe five of them, dude. Yeah, five of them. I have way more full moon yeah. movies than you have. Five copies, maybe two 
movies on one. Yeah, on two, I want to so. say that I maybe have... I have a triple feature. I maybe so. have 12 to 15 full moon movies oh, myself. fuck. Yeah, you got so much more than I but do. Bleed yeah. is not one of them, though. Yeah. I haven't got that one yet. I had to get that one. I had that one on VHS, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was cool, the VHS copy. Oh, man, I'd, I'd love to see it with all the, the grainy VHS quality. See, that, that'd you be you a need lot to see fun. the cover. It's like a white bleed cover with the killer right there like, yeah that's, that's fucking cool. I mean, that's fucking awesome dude it's pretty cool all was, right what what's your number two full moon feature movie um it's gotta be doll man doll man is fucking tight doll man i love i love that shit it's not not so much a horror movie but a sci-fi yeah it's a thriller. sci-fi movie with some comedy to sci-fi it but, action comedy yeah. but it's still so gory though yeah. Like he has that overpowered gun that you know he literally blasts limbs off of these motherfuckers. It's like um, the Incredible Shrinking Man, right? Yeah, I don't know totally. if you ever, have you ever seen that black and white, except way more overpowered than the Incredible like, Shrinking Man, or like one of the episodes of the Twilight Zone. You know what I mean? Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, totally. Wow. But I first heard about that movie from the review that we hate movies did on it and that's a pretty classic episode to me and it really kind of turned me on to that and once i actually bought that movie and i saw it i'm just like oh my lord this is perfect yeah that's right you got it see i didn't know about that until i watched uh doll man versus demonic toys dude and that's a weird movie in its own right we should totally comment on that because that's pretty much like a clip movie from the first two doll man it's recycling the stock right pretty much and and it introduces a different character which i don't know it may have come she may have come in during uh doll man 2 i think i think there was a second movie yeah and then there's this movie but yeah, Dollman is fucking hilarious. We need to go back and watch that. We oh. totally do. It, it's so much fun. It's it's quite possibly one of the best full moon movies ever. But, oh yeah, yeah, totally. Must get it. Totally must get it. Now number two, the, for my favorite full moon productions, is Intruder. This is a great movie, folks, and probably one of the purest slasher movies that Full Moon has in its roster. Right, Robert? Yeah. I think I brought it up in our last episode of Director's Cut, right? Yeah, I think you did. And One of the kill scenes, but yeah, dude, we kind of pushed this one aside. I mean... We put we put this one aside so many times on the main Collateral Cinema podcast that we're definitely doing it this season. Like, it's coming up maybe another four or five episodes from now. Yeah, we are going to mention it. Yeah. Next one is The Joker, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Walking Phoenix. Joker. Walking Phoenix. Yeah. But, yeah, Intruder is great because you and I, we actually met working at a grocery store. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, everything that they show in this movie pertaining to that is just so spot on. It's kind of like like if you're in food service and you've seen the movie Waiting, mm-hmm. it's like that's actually somewhat accurate. Not 100%, but that's pretty much restaurant culture in, in a nutshell. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Justin Long, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's, a good, that's actually a funny movie in its own right. Andy Milanakis. Oh, yeah. That rap. That Definitely. Funny. 
But Intruder has great kill scenes. It has Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi showing up out of nowhere. I think Ted Raimi is in this movie as well. And the Estevez girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From uh, Sleepaway Camp 2. Sleepaway oh! Camp 2. Oh, shit. Oh, that'd be cappers. Yeah, that's what we did last time. That's, what, oh, that's shit. exactly what we did. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we have fun with that. Yeah, we totally did. And, I mean, it's a lot of fun watching Intruder as well. So I highly recommend Intruder. It's a favorite movie of mine as far as slashers are concerned. It's it's a good movie. Check it out. Go back and watch it, especially if you work retail or a stalker. Oh, yeah. If you are a stalker, especially in if these trying times. If you're a stalker, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Yeah, or a cashier. You're working grocery right now. There you go. Which, you know, bless you. I mean, I'm a grocery worker as well. I, I know the struggle right now. Harsh realities of the hood. Yeah, <laughs> needless to say, that's kind of how it is. Like, totally. Okay, we're getting into our number one pick now, Robert. What What's your number one? Um, Gary Busey's Ginger Dead Man. Oh. oh, my God. Ginger Dead Man. This is one of the only low-budget movies to ever just outright defeat me. You remember this, Robert. You remember when we first watched this? Ugh. When he when he, he said that got milk joke. Got milk. Oh, that slayed me. Was, oh my god, why? The first one where he like formed himself out of batter because like blood got mixed in it, almost like Child's Play it, Three. It's such an inexplicable <laughs> movie. It was like Child's Play Three, remember that? I, I know. It it's so child's play, but but not done well. It's I, I personally don't like that movie. Yeah, I think it was funny. Um, I mean, I mean, it actually manages to make Gary Busey seem kind of boring. Just I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. You know, his son. What about it, his son? With Ted Busey or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted. He. Busey. Yeah, Starship Troopers, dude. Oh, that's right. He was he was in Starship Troopers, and he was in that War of the Worlds that the Asylum did. I thought I was talking about, dude. Oh, the War of the Worlds. Yeah. Uh, uh, their rip off, ver- yeah, their version of it, dude. <laughs> their <Asylum. laughs> version in yeah. quotation marks, and yeah, Ted Busey's right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I I forgot. That is cool. But how do you feel about Gary Busey in that movie and Ginger Dead Man? Um, you know what? I haven't really seen Busey since Buddy Holly or Point Break. Ah, oh, Point Break. That was Busey. Hell yeah, Busey. There it goes, kid. And Swayze and and Keanu. The Keanu. Oh. Maybe when a, I don't know, I like that when Busey was in a Silver Bullet, dude. Oh, Stephen King movie. I I haven't seen Silver Bullet, I think I probably probably showed it too. Stephen King's Werewolf movie. Are are you sure you you, uh, are you sure you're showing that to me? Uh, maybe... I think I showed you Graveyard Shift. I'm not sure if we've actually watched Silver Bullet, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's Stephen King's werewolf movie, kind of like The Howling, you know? Yeah, I think I need to actually try to check that out. We need to go back and watch that. I do have it, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give my number one favorite movie made by Full Moon Productions. And I think that this is actually top tier shit right here. This is top tier creme of creme de la creme <laughs> fucking movie right here 
and that's Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bolorama. Bolorama. This movie has everything. Bowling, Linnea Quigley. It has a little demon puppet. It has wishes being granted. It has random 80s nudity and rampant weird sexual stuff. It has a sorority hazing at the beginning that is just two attractive women being paddled by another attractive woman. This movie is the greatest thing ever made, dude. I think we're watching that right now. Right? We have that on right now behind us. With There's Linnea right there. What's up, Miss Quigley? How you doing? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you're tweeting us or if that's fake. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 handle that at another time. Um, but yeah, Sorority Babes of the Slimeball Bolorama is fucking amazing. Like, I mean, it should be in every horror or 80s movie collector's collection, like straight up. If you don't have this movie, buy it. You can get it for really cheap online if you look for it. Add it to your full moon collection. Yeah, seriously. It is so much fun. Right next to the Asylum. The Asylum? I don't know about the Asylum. Uh, I know we're going to be doing that on another Director's Cut episode. It's fun, though. I mean, it's cool. I know they're corny, but yeah, it's fun, though, dude. Corny is not the the term for them. Straight up rip-offs. Corny Corny is a little bit. Except King of the Ants, which was made by Stuart Gordon, who passed away recently. uh, Rest, Rest in peace, Stuart Gordon. Dude, when a killer calls is dope. It's that's not bad. I Halloween guess. night too, like right when like two thousand seven. I, I, I don't know. Maybe we need to. You have most of the asylum movies. Maybe we need to actually watch Halloween them. night and yeah, Frankenstein reborn. Oh, all right. You you said you're number one, right? Yeah, Ginger Deadman. Ginger yeah. Deadman. Oh my god. Yeah. See, I'm all. It's already that point where I've had a couple of beers and yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're totally awesome. You know. Quarantine 2020. 2020. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our South by Southwest review of We Are As Gods. Stay tuned. We Are As Gods. And we are back with our random movie review. And, Robert, what are we reviewing today? A South by Southwest feature, right? Yeah, it is We Are As Gods, a documentary about a man that, who goes by the name of Stuart Brand. And this guy is infinitely fascinating. While we were watching this movie, I was looking up the Wikipedia. This guy has academic and counterculture credentials. Right, Robert? Oh, yeah. Very like, highly intelligent. Like It was really, really interesting. Like It starts off with what he's trying to do right now, which is de-extinction. He's actually trying to bring back extinct species from uh, the dead, essentially. Like, like old dinosaurs, exactly. Yeah, yeah, pretty from much Jurassic mass, Park style. Mastodon, yeah, exactly, dude. What do you think about that, Robert? What are your thoughts? Um... I think it would be pretty cool to see if we can do that. But do you think that it's really practical to I, bring back a woolly mammoth? I think we should just like leave it alone. You know? I kind of think that that particular technology could be better used to bring back species that have gone extinct 
like very recently, which is happening more and more every day. Yeah, like that's kind of what I feel like that technology could be used. Like for. we just talked about, like red ants and horny toads, and yeah, yeah, we're talking about the, the extinction <laughs> of those two species. Because we're in, we're in Texas, so we have to talk about that. Oh, definitely, definitely. But as far as the movie itself. I mean, it really lays out his early life rather well, like his time studying at Stanford. He, he was uh, studying biology. Oh, yeah. And he started to really become ingratiated in the hot Ashbury uh, counterculture scene, like hippies galore, essentially, mainly focused on conservation and environmentalism from what it looks like. But... What's interesting is this guy made a whole earth catalog or something like that, which was ahead of its time. It, it was pretty much like a Google in print, more or less, which is kind of compelling. I, I would actually like to read it sometime. I don't know about you, Robert. What yeah, do you think? I would like to see that. I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, he, he catalogs a lot of technology and uh, futurist theories that actually came to fruition you know not all of them some of them but he was also present at a uh, tech demo at a hacking convention that was rather consequential for the computer industry right yeah like Wozniak and Steve Jobs dude yeah yeah fucking Wozniak was there and everything yeah. and he was at the demo that actually debuted video conferencing to the world and and a computer mouse and everything. That's, just, and, that's amazing. Yeah. An email even. How they were there at the same time, you know? Yeah, this guy was there at the advent of gaming even. He, he references the old Space Wars games that was played on uh, on oscilloscopes and whatnot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, this guy has been there for some pretty interesting uh, academic achievements and whatnot. He was even the one who campaigned to have the first ever photograph of the entire Earth released by NASA, which is really interesting. 1966, right? Yeah. I mean, th think about that. We, we were talking about that while we were watching this. Yeah, it's it was... kind of mind-blowing to think that not even 50, 60 years ago, people didn't even have a full picture of the Earth. Yeah. As still, a reference point or anything. They still thought it was flat, I bet, right? Well, they still think it's flat they nowadays, dude. Are, they, are you kidding they me? They still think we didn't land on the moon, so. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, but that that's another uh, rant for another time. That's another thing. That's yeah, a whole other issue. But yeah, I mean, this guy was involved in creating this world clock that is like a 10,000-year clock. That's really, really awesome. It, it, it only ticks like once every 10,000 years. Oh, my God. Once 10,000 years of human history has gone by, it's going to tick again. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And yeah, they showed footage of this, uh, the construction of this clock, and it's so intricate. And it's literally being built inside of a mountain. Now we can date time because of that clock. It's crazy. Like, like actual, like thousands of years of human history is going to be it's going to pass by before that when clock we're gone twitched. that clock is going to tick it. yeah that when that clock ticks yeah we will be we won't be here we won't be here anymore we'll be a blink a, a we'll blink nothing. of the eye a blip yeah. of the radar you know oh my more God. or less like seriously it's it's almost hard to describe what this movie really uh 
really shows about the Stuart brand and his achievements and his theories and everything. Like it, it also goes into his uh, involvement in the environmental movement and how he kind of had a little bit of resistance there because of his belief in genetically modified organisms and whatnot. Uh. Which, by the way, I full disclosure, I used to be kind of anti-GMO until I actually considered the science behind it. I mean, it's sound. I mean, I understand why people are a little freaked out by it. By the cloning, mostly. Yeah, Yeah, but it's stuff that we've been doing for centuries Mm. by this point. For for ethical and unethical purposes. Cloning like pigs and calves, right? I mean, they'll do Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as far as the scope of what we're describing, that's neither here nor there. But as far as the movie itself is concerned, as a documentary, how do you think it actually played out? Did it hit its mark? Actually, yeah, it did, man. I mean, I got... I got its message, and yeah, I, I would like to see it again. Yeah, definitely, because I mean, just the theories that Brand was espousing there is mm-hmm. maybe it's intricate enough that probably a, a better podcast than ours should probably talk about it. I'm sure, like one a the, science and technology uh, podcast. One of the brilliant minds of his time. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, this guy is definitely legit. I mean, you can find him on Wikipedia. I mean. Look up Stuart Brand. His achievements speak for themselves. He has lots of writings. Like, I mean, he was a photographer. He was in the United States Army genius. for a while. He, genius. Yeah. I mean, what else is there to say about this? I mean, it, this was an entertaining and fun documentary about a really fascinating individual. I mean, Robert, what did you think about the actual production uh, quality of the documentary? Oh, it was movie quality documentary, dude. It, it didn't feel like it was camcorder at all. It just, you know, it felt, you know, like a movie, really. Yeah, it's definitely really high on the production value. Mm-hmm. And the interviews are well done. One of the most fine qualities that I've seen in a while. Yeah, 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 probably as opposed to the last documentary we talked about, mm. about the boy bands and everything. That that and that was a good movie in its own right. It definitely hit its mark as far as uh, documentaries are concerned. Yeah, but I love th- I love documentaries, right? Yeah, yeah, documentaries are great. Yeah, yeah, we 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 ought to watch Grizzly Man sometime. That's a good documentary. Biographies. Yeah, life stories, yeah. and and this is a great life story of somebody who is still alive. As as far as I know, I didn't see a death a date of death on his Wikipedia, but he's alive and ticking and still spry, and he's still out there doing debates and everything. I mean, which they showed a debate about the merits of de-extinction versus the cons of it, which was interesting to to watch because this movie does give some voice to his critics a, a little bit, you know, which, which is good. I mean, you don't want just one side of the coin, right? Yep. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I don't think there's really much else to say here. I was thoroughly entertained. I learned about a really interesting academic and countercultural icon who has been with us many many decades and has been there for some actual real breakthroughs in science and technology 
and, and counterculture. Jesus, yeah. Like, wow. seriously, he, he was definitely a forward-thinking mind. That's definitely what he has. So this movie was supposed to premiere at the South by Southwest Movie Festival, but unfortunately that was canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. And so our review here is part of our effort to try to amplify those filmmakers that would have got a real bump from premiering at South by Southwest. And if they're premiering movies of this quality and this caliber, give us, man. Throw us tickets, please. We'll, 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 we'll go <laughs> yeah, tickets and press passes, please. Press that passes, would be so awesome. Photography. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you should also look up the Relief website that has been set up for, like, the people behind the scenes who would have made a pretty decent salary working there but was unable to. They're pretty much out of work. They don't have money. They, they need assistance. So look up any type of South by Southwest relief efforts for their crews and caterers and creative folk who are going, and musicians and whatnot, who are going to make a, a little bit of a living there. So this movie right here, I'm going to give it a five out of five. I really liked it. This was entertaining, thought-provoking, and it I learned about a really interesting person. How about you, Robert? Oh, yeah. Like, the story of Steve Jobs and Wozniak, like we were saying. Like yeah, yeah, and, and how he influenced Going into him. that history, like, yeah. they need to make a movie about this guy, really. Yeah, th this guy was definitely a good subject for a documentary. Oh, yeah. So what's your rating? Mine would be a 4.9. No, 4.0. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 5. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's not often that we give any type of 5 out of 5 rating to a movie, especially an indie movie. Yeah. But this was really, really awesome. So check this movie out, ladies and gentlemen, whenever it's actually distributed. Well, we're going to go ahead and, and wrap things up. You can find Collateral Cinema on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on iHeartRadio as well and Chill Lover Radio. And also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also find us personally there. Right, Robert? Personally, look at our mugshots. I mean, headshots. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Well, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Oregon. And we are out. Collateral Cinema Director's Cut, Episode 2. Laters. my domination.
Collateral Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.